Welcome to Breaking Through Special Needs. It's a podcast for all special needs parents, caregivers, and family members, where we provide resources, helpful information, and support as you navigate your journey, no matter where you're listening from. We'll dive into interviews with professionals, helpful tips for home, and most of all, support for you. Thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful to have you here. So everybody, welcome to the next episode of Breaking Through Special Needs. Today, I'm super excited, and this episode is geared to our special moms, and I'm bringing a very special guest here with me today, one of my very close friends, Nancy Brandberg from Arlington, Virginia. Nancy is the founder of Nancy Brandberg Physical Therapy, which is actually a women's health specialty clinic just outside of the D.C. area. And so you might be wondering, why am I bringing a women's health specialist PT to you all? Well, I kind of was brainstorming, and Nancy works so closely every single day with women who are under so much stress and helps guide them through a healing journey and really empowers the women she works with to get more out of their lives. And that just reminds me so much of my special needs mamas and that you guys are under a lot of stress too. So I thought it's such a good time to bring her on here to talk to you all. Um, You know, even with COVID-19, you all are juggling 50 million plates in the air at a time from day to day. And so Nancy is just here today. We're going to talk more about strategies you can use to optimize yourself and to care for your family and your children with special needs. So welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Christine. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, and I'm so looking forward to having this conversation with you and hopefully help some of your mamas I keep hearing about. Awesome. So why don't we start with the classic? Just tell us a little bit more about yourself, what your mission is, and what you do. So um, I am a physical therapist whose job is to help women feel better about themselves if they have been a little bit embarrassed about some incontinence or they're having some pelvic pain or other digestive issues, my goal is to help them uh, overcome some of those challenges and live a more fulfilling life. And, and a way that I go about doing that is through physical therapy, but also just helping demystify what it means to be a a woman in today's world. Awesome. And I love your take and perspective on it. So I'm really excited for you to tell all of our mamas listening here more about that. So I guess my first question would be like, what do you think is the number one thing that prevents mothers from even really thinking about themselves before their families? Because Our special needs mamas, I can tell you, I talk with them every single day, and they don't even think about themselves. They never think of themselves first, and it's always family first. And I know it's not just the special needs mamas, but it's every single mom, and you're always thinking of others and putting everybody else first. So what do you think is, like, really standing in the way of that or the reasoning behind that? Well, I... So I've thought about this a long time, and I do know that most mamas, and and I would say most high-achieving mamas, and I would say the most high-achieving mamas 
our kids, our mamas of kids with special needs, because just the expectations placed on those women uh, are are over the top crazy. But just think about what I like to say to the mamas is think about all of the conditioning that has happened in society around being a mother. And we're revered when we're selfless. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in an era of Leave it to Beaver, and some of your audience members might not even remember that show, but the, <laughs> the, the women were wearing dresses and high heels and pearls as they were preparing their dinner. And, um, and then there was the Brady Bunch, and there were six kids, and you had Alice helping out, but still the mama, I can't even remember her name right now, was always picture perfect and making sure everything ran smoothly and when the kids were arguing or the dinner was burned or Alice had done something crazy she was there mopping up all of the mess Mm -hmm. and supposedly doing it with a smile on her face and I think that we've gotten to a point where um to mom equals being selfless and that that's your job and you're going to do it no matter what it costs you in terms of your physical health, your emotional health, or your mental health. And if we don't live up to that expectation, there's something wrong with us and that we've got to be bad. And so then there's a lot of shame around that. Yeah, I really feel like like any woman in general is just always you hold these really high expectations for yourself and you really feel like, you know, you're supposed to be perfect and you have this idea of perfect. And then you're also for our special needs moms, you're dealing with the fact that your life isn't how you imagined it and how it isn't perfect, but you're still trying to do all of these things with all of the extra things on your plates. And I just, I feel like there's, almost like maybe a lack of awareness of that too, that you are holding these expectations of yourself because then you feel bad. Like you feel, I see parents all the time that feel badly for what's happened to their family or that they have a child with special needs or that they can't do everything that their child needs or, you know, they're like pulled in so many different directions and even just accepting help is like such a big issue for them. Like, Yes, they need it and they know that they need it, but they still try to juggle all of these things. And a lot of the times help isn't even available for some parents. And so I think that they just have these unrealistic expectations that, you know, they are supposed to be able to manage everything. And with all of the extra things on their plates, it's just not healthy. Right. And, you know, and I, what I like to say to women when they come in, it's and again, I think the, having this crazy thing happen called COVID has maybe brought, maybe made it even a little bit more, made us even be more aware of it because that all of a sudden you had a routine and we all have a routine, right? Some, some of our routines are more centered around you know, school and work or, you know, whatever. And we all do better when we have a routine. 
and some, you know, so I work with a, some moms who are, who are what I always say the biggest, most challenging job at all. And that's being a mother full time. Um, and, and then I have other moms and they work part time. And then I have moms who work full time. But right now when the kids, when school closed abruptly and the kids were home and there was no daycare and there was no this and there was no that. Yeah, the husband stepped in and helped. But really, it's been the moms who have had the brunt of the um, burden put, and I'm going to say burden, but the burden put on them. And it's the moms who are like trying to figure out how to do therapy, trying to figure out how to finish the school system, you know, the school day. Or, I mean, I had one mom in tears um, when I was doing tele-rehab because she had a three-year-old and her three-year-old wouldn't sit still for a Zoom preschool class. And she was in tears. What was wrong with her that her three-year-old wouldn't be, wouldn't do Zoom preschool? And I was like, really? It's a three-year-old. And they don't care about a monitor. So why are you putting pressure on yourself? Right. And it was the appearance that something was wrong with the mom because her three-year-old wouldn't sit still for a Zoom preschool class. And I just thought, oh my goodness, here's just another unrealistic expectation. It's not, you know, you and I would know that that's not even really an appropriate, You like there's five kids on a Zoom call that are three-year-olds. And of course they don't understand and are not going to cooperate right. um, with the preschool teacher. And, um, and, but the mom was feeling like something was wrong with her and her three-year-old. Right. So, so like the societal view and the pressure that women place on themselves and that moms place on themselves, it seems like it's pretty much ingrained into them, you know, into like who they, who they are. And that's almost like their identity. So I guess my follow-up question to that would be, so how do you, how would a mom gain the ability to recognize that in herself? So I think sometimes it's, I, for me, and what I find most in my practice is that women come in and they have an idea, they're just afraid to say it out loud, that, um, and, and so that it, so they're overwhelmed, they, they tell me in terms of, well, I know, I know, you know, like, why can't, you know, Julie is able to get the kids out the door addressed and whatever and and have a meal on the table at six o'clock when her husband comes home and my kids are crazy. Like I don't, you know, like I don't know how to deal with that. And what my first thing is, okay, what what realistically do you think you can do? Like we're all in this together. What is one thing that you can realistically do? Like you're telling me that your life, you feel like your life is out of control. So let's just stop and take a pause there. And let's think about everything that's going on in your life. Yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of our moms don't do, though, is that, you know, they don't even pause, you know, to really have that self-reflective moment. And right. so, 
you know, I'll always, I'm so big, obviously why I even have you here today, because I'm so big on the self-care stuff. I'm so big because it's so important to me that these parents are taken care of so that they can care for the kids ultimately, and they can feel their best for taking care of their families. And so I'm always so big on that. But you know, I think a lot of the the pushback I get from it from parents that I speak with, they're like, when do you think I have time to do that? You know, like, I can't go to the spa. And I'm like, well, it doesn't have to be a trip to the spa, you know. Right. But again, like, yeah, oh, I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Rude, Nancy, we're being recorded. Here we go. (laughs) No, all I was saying is that, you know, they really say they don't, they don't have time and I get it because you see them juggling 50,000 doctor's appointments. You see them traveling to and from, even though some of them aren't working an actual job from an employer, they're taking care of their special needs child is, well, the medications need to be prepped at this time and then they get their medications at this time. And then I have to, I have to set up their feed for this time. And then And it's just like, and a lot of the kids function the best off of the routine too. So the parent is then going off of the child's routine and they don't even pause to, to, you know, like take a breath even. And so they always say, you know, I don't, I don't have time. I don't, I I can't do that because my, my child needs me. And like, part of me is like, I totally get it, you know? Right. Um... So what would you say to them if they said, you know, I I just don't have time. I can't pause or. So I, um, I can only imagine and you know a little bit about me and there was a period in my life where, um, and I don't have a special needs child and I was, I had a period of time where I had kids at home and were, were trying to help with my parents who were, um, older and having a lot of health issues so that's kind of my time to that you know I can only imagine where I I every moment of my day was scheduled um and what I ended up doing and what I tell my my clients is that um everybody has has at least one minute where they can just pause and take a breath and it actually, in a minute, you can pause and take six to eight breaths. And just the, that one minute pause and really focusing on your breathing, we know helps reset your uh, nervous system and helps you then be able to be a little bit more clear um, with what's going on. Because I, I know for me, like during that really crazy time where you're trying to keep everything straight. And it's like you said, you know, somebody has got to have, you know, you've got to have the medicine done and it's got to be it this way. And the schedule is this. And, you know, there's so many things going on and we think, Oh my gosh, I don't have time for myself. And I would make myself pause for a minute, three times a day, just to take some breaths. Yeah. And I'm sure that like that probably took time to even implement it did and you know how what I did and maybe this might help some of your clients is I would it would happen around a bathroom break because what family that's one place where you can go okay like I need to go to the bathroom (laughs) right (laughs) 
And yeah, but, and that's true. a crazy time to say it, but that's what, and I would just spend an extra minute, maybe I would wash my hands for a little bit longer, or I would just stay and I would allow myself, and the, notice I chose the word allow myself to take seven to eight breaths and not feel guilty. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting that you say not feel guilty because I think that that is so much associated with so many of our parents. And, you know, it's not just the moms, and I know that you primarily work with women, but it's all of our parents that we see. It's the dads that I speak with too, but it's just that feeling of am I doing the best I can for my child? And you feel like, you constantly have to go to the next thing to do, do, and do instead of, because if you're not doing, you feel guilty. Right. And I can, I can, so the, the parents that I have worked with that do have special needs children, I do notice that the guilt factor is more than those of us who do not have special needs children. And I, the, that, that being a part of a special needs family is so challenging. And I just think that what I hear is that they feel like they're constantly being judged and they're constantly judging themselves. Is it enough? You know, what if I can't get this one thing done? And so again, all of the focus is on their child and then their other children if they have other children and so they just feel like they don't deserve um, any time for themselves. Yeah and I on top of that too to get even deeper into it is I am very very close with a lot of our parents and I have even heard the words out of their mouth that they feel guilty for what's happened to their child and why their child might be special needs and what if something they did something differently and like the, like some in some way or form that their child having special needs is their fault and then on top of that there's a whole grieving process right of like okay well this is what my family I thought it was going to look like when I had a child and now this is what it looks like and then you grieve the fact that it's not what you expected. And it's not that it's bad. It's not that they're ungrateful. It's not that they're unfulfilled or unhappy. It's just different. And so I think that them also not taking time for themselves is not really getting into the dealing with the, the guilt and the grief around what, what really is going on. And it's not only parents of the younger kids too, you know, like I see special needs adults and it's the par- the older parents too that still have this, I don't know if it's ever really going to go away, you know? Well, I mean, that's really curious that you say that, Christine, because I'm w- wondering again, like, it, it, um, is, is some of that, not being able to take a pause, then, then, I mean, 
I understand the underlying guilt and I I I totally think that I would feel the same way about that. And is there a way by not taking a moment for ourselves reinforcing that that societal because again I think society must make why society must put that belief on us somehow or help reinforce that somehow. Yeah, that's true. And so mm-hmm. by not taking a moment and going, hey, wait a minute, that that's not that's not true. Does that not taking a moment for ourselves reinforce that societal belief? I don't I don't know. I, I'm just kind of curious about it and just wondering, like, wh- what do we how can we as a society better support families with special needs? Right. Yeah, it's it's a good point, and it's it's almost like it it has to be left unanswered. But it's right. it's true that you know there's again back to that unrealistic expectation part of it of they just aren't able to experience typical motherhood a lot of the time or parenthood, I should say, and. Right. And then they they hold themselves to the same standard, which is inappropriate regardless whether you're a parent of a special needs child or not. The, the expectations are still unrealistic for any parent, but then it's even heightened with, you know, children with, when you have a child with special needs. Special needs, right. And well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking that, you know, we – so a lot of women, and I'm going to say women, but I'm sure there's some men too, um, feel what I, what I try to do in my practice or what I work hard to do in my practice in helping women is that it's okay to take a little bit of time for yourself. And it's not necessarily that you quote unquote deserve it or you've earned it, but just the fact that you're a human being, um, taking care of yourself is one of the best gifts you can give yourself because if you're taking care of yourself, then you're better able to take care of other people. So I used to hate that whole thing about, um, put your oxygen mask on first <laughs> yeah. um, because it just seems so cliche and you can kind of, you know, it, it is cliche. And, but as I started really kind of digging into it a little bit, because it is something that's around there and some people relate. And then, and it's funny because you and I've talked about this a little bit. You can almost see the eye roll when people say it like, Oh, put your oxygen mask on first. <laughs> um, and you know, and, the plane is going down for heaven's sakes, like really. And the oxygen mask drop. And the first thing you're going to do is put your oxygen mask on first. Like, Oh, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) right. But in a woman's world, like the plane is always going down. Right. Frequently. Right. And so, so we need, so I think for us to try to keep the plane lying not going down is if it is that the best thing that we can do for ourselves and our children and our families is just take a moment for ourselves and go 
okay, right? Yeah. And um, and it doesn't. Ha- and I think the other thing that happens is that we're an all or nothing society, right? And so if you can't go big and you can't work out for an hour, or I'm going to say this to you, if you can't run a marathon, um, <laughs> you know, or you're not going to train for a marathon, or if you're not going to train for even a, I'm not even going to say even a 5k, if you're not going to train for a race that has a, a marker on it, what's the point of even exercising? Right? right. If I can't do a 30 minute Pilates class online or, you know, or I can't do a 45 minute yoga session, I'm just not going to do anything. Like I don't have, that's when you like, I don't have time. That's so true. And that's such an interesting perspective that you bring too, because I'm not even sure that I've thought about it like that before, but even as I'm not even a mom that, that I've even done that too so it's just an interesting perspective you bring to that 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 it is really all or nothing and how how really ingrained in society that is for for parents for everybody in general right and so one thing that so one thing that I bring to my practice is and so I'm I'll share a little bit more about me is that one of the reasons why I evolved into being a women's health specialist is because I had issues after both of my kids were born and I had to figure out how to get better. And then I realized, oh my gosh, we really don't know about all of this. And I was a mom of two young kids whose husband was frequently traveling out of the country for two or three weeks at a time. And again, I would say to myself, And my my mom would be like, oh, my gosh, you poor thing. I'm so sorry. You're home by yourself with these two boys and they're rambunctious. And I'm like, oh, it could. And I was always like, okay, mom, but it could be worse. My husband isn't in the military, so he's not being deployed. Like, I could always find out, okay, you know, there's always a, somebody's always worse off, which, again, is part of this conditioning that we have. Like, okay, my life is, you know. I don't have quote unquote the worst case scenario, but I had two kids and I was like, I don't have time to take, I don't have time to take care of these pelvic floor issues. And so, um, so somebody said to me, okay, Nancy, how much time really do how much time are you willing to give this? Which was a great question, right? How much time are you really willing to give this? And I said, 10 minutes. And so what I usually tell women who come in, if you have 10 minutes in your day, I can help you rehab whatever's going on in your pelvis or your shoulder or your neck. Um, Because what I like to try to do is it doesn't have to be 10. And Christina doesn't even have to be 10 continuous minutes. Right. Right. And I think in our day, honest to goodness, if we cannot find 10 minutes, we really need more help. Right. And I think that that's a good point because I think that the, our moms and our parents of our special needs kids don't necessarily think that they do have that time and don't even recognize it. So they're not even on that level. And sometimes I'm not saying all the time, obviously we have, you know, 
parents that do do that, but a lot of the time it's that they just get sucked into doing everything else that they don't even recognize it. And they're at such a level of like, I just need help. And so I think that, you know, something that you, you mentioned too, was I like the, the phrase you you've used in previous conversations that we've had is how you recommend to moms that you work with to kind of like what fills their cup. And so um, what types of things do you recommend to your, your, the moms that you work with to essentially fill what fills their cup? I love this question. It's one of my favorite questions. And so sometimes I just say, okay, what, what brings you joy? What makes you feel good? What, you know, what fills your cup? Um, I ask them that question and frequently I am uh, uh, just like a blank. I mean, they're, Women haven't even thought about what that is. And so I'm like, okay, it can be, it can start really small. Like this does not have to be the grand gesture. Like how about, like, do you like to light a candle? Like maybe you can have a special candle that you light. And that's just something that, you know, sitting in a candle, in candlelight. So like for a while in the winter, we used to put candles on the dining room table for dinner. Like that was something that I found relaxing. It was a little bit different. That was just something that could bring me a little bit more joy and make the dinner hour when my husband was traveling just like a little bit more fun for the kids, right? Some other people love to turn on a song, like maybe from high school or college, because that's, you know, where we remember, and just dance for two or three minutes or dance with your kids for two or three minutes. Like just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be big, but you know, I I would rather put on a a song that brought back a fun memory than turn on the news right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. And I love, I love that idea of it could be a two and a half minute song that just lifts your spirits and it gets you, even if you dance to it, you can move your body and it gets, your mindset in a better space because that's right. that's pretty much all of all of this and managing yourself and your stress levels and stuff like that that's what it comes down to is being able to manage yourself and your perspective on things right and so I usually tell everybody uh, um yeah I, and I don't I don't want to make any, you know my job is not I hopefully I always tell everybody like I don't want you to feel guilty if you are scrolling through your Facebook or your Instagram feed because sometimes but if you're doing it and it's like a half an hour later and you're like a zombie or you turn on the TV and watch your you know you have a guilty pleasure it's like be actively engaged in it don't just if you just find yourself scrolling in it and not being engaged in it then you're letting you're letting your for me when I asked women about that, it was did that give did that give you joy or did that deplete you even more? Yeah, that's a really good point because I feel like this isn't <laughs> you're giving me some <laughs> therapy today because you know I often with the the stress of you know running and running and going and going running a business that I will do a lot of that social media scrolling and stuff and not be engaged in it and then find myself drained at the end and not and just being like all right I'm ready for bed you know 
And I'm sure that that's happening to our parents too, where they're, you know, I feel like that's society in general right now, but um, especially now during a time with a lot of controversy, a lot of news, a lot of politics, a lot of um, opinions going around that can draw out an, an emotional response that it's like, it's just an unhealthy time to be doing that, you know? Right. And again, yeah, we are speaking in a very controversial time and everybody has their opinion. And so one thing that I'm just asking people to do is be respect. I mean, well, I'm sure you've had this too. It's like, do you go out or do you stay home? And we have, and you know this from me, is that we have a big family reunion every summer in North Carolina at, and everybody camps, and it's in this big group site, and it's supposed, and the park system is opening back up, and so there's already controversy within the family is, do you go or do you stay home? And I just have said everybody needs to just do what is right for them, which, again, I think for parents in general, like, what's right for me and what fills my cup is like lighting a candle at dinner with the kids or, you know, putting on the music and dancing. I also like to practice. I have a daily gratitude practice where I write five things down in the morning that I'm grateful for. And then at the end of the day, I reflect and like, what are five good things that happened during the day? Sometimes it's a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Those five things at the end of the day. Um, But those just help me cap my day. Like it's, you know, it's the beginning and the end of the day. Like I start and end with what I'm grateful for. And so, you know, some of the time I'm grateful that we actually can, we still, we have a choice. And, you know, what my choice is, like, I like chocolate ice cream, but you might like vanilla, but that's okay. Or maybe you like butter pecan, but. Why am I upset with you? Because you don't like chocolate. <laughs> I like all three, by the way. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. But, you know, so it's kind of like that. So, you know, what fills my cup might not be scrolling through Instagram, even if I'm doing it, you know, in, engaged in it. Maybe I want to read a romance novel or read about, you know, some. Some, well, you, know, you and I like to read some of these business books, but, you know, <laughs> I'm sure our, our moms would be like, oh, gosh, really? You know, so but what I like to read, like, so my, um, so it's funny. My, one of my kids loves science fiction. My husband hates science fiction. Um, and so they can't talk science fiction, but they can talk about other things. But my husband doesn't get on my son, like, oh, why are you reading another science fiction book, right? So I think that's the other thing is that, not it doesn't have to be the same thing for everybody but just one like if you can just find one thing every day that you do just because it makes you feel good yeah yeah that's so true and I don't think that there's enough of that that goes around and especially our parents that are just running around crazy all the time that um, you know, they just, they forget about themselves and right. so, and so yeah. yeah, is there a song to listen to? Is there a special poem they like? Is it, they, 
you know, look at, you know, a favorite family vacation, pictures of a family favorite family vacation or a family outing or, you know, there's just so many things that, that it could be. Or they, you know, they take a walk. They just go sit outside in this, you know, the sunshine for two or three minutes and just take in, you know, the, the, na- the nature or whatever. Yeah. So, so I guess I would, I would just ask, you know, we can um, wrap up soon, but I was just thinking, you know, like what, what would you, if you had a special needs mom sitting in your clinic um, and you saw the stress, you know, you know, what she's gone through, what would, what would you tell her? Um, I think that I would tell her that she's doing an incredible job. Well, I, I would tell her. I would say, and I have said, you are doing an incredible job. And, and you... Hang on for a second. And you shouldn't let anybody tell you any differently. And that you really deserve and have way more earned if you believe in and deserving and um, being valued that you just being you has earned you the right to take a few minutes every day to celebrate you and give yourself a little bit of a break. That was really powerful. Thank you. You're welcome. I need to get a tissue. I didn't think I was going to cry, Christine. That's usually your job. <laughs> hey, not everybody that listens knows me that well yet. <laughs> oh. I I really appreciate you sharing that, and you know how important these parents are to me, and how um how much I live my life every day to serve them and you serve them in a different way. And I really want to thank you for sharing your perspective and take on it and from what you see. And, you know, you've, you've definitely given me even more to think about for my own personal, you know, management. But I think that there's just so much shame based around not being the perfect mom. And I see it every day. And I think that I just love your approach of, you know, how you care for your clients and you help guide them to being more fulfilled and getting the most out of it. And then you not only help them, but you make sure that, you know, you lead by example to take care of yourself as a mother and as a business owner. And so I just want to thank you so much for sharing that and helping our parents who deal with so much um, hopefully gain something out of this. And if anything, just really enjoy the conversation about, um, you know, these viewpoints and kind of maybe changing perspectives on 
certain expectations people have of themselves? Uh, well, it's always, um, thank you for letting me come on and have this conversation. Again, we didn't quite know where we were going to go with it. We had some ideas. So um, I really hope that this helps um, a few people. And um, it's really okay to take a minute to take a breath. And it's okay to scroll through Facebook mindlessly every once in a while. Um and it and it's okay to feel overwhelmed um, because we all we all do, um, and hopefully we have each other's back. Awesome, thank you so much, and um, hopefully we'll be able to talk soon on here for for some more parents. Yeah, that'd be great. You and I talked about doing a couple other things, lifting techniques and everything else, but we decided this time we go a little bit in a different direction so always happy to help you christine and i always love following you on um and all the stories on instagram and and facebook so you're a, a true inspiration for me and for my family so thank you for that Aww, thanks so much nancy thank you so much for listening if you'd like to find out more information, you can head to BreakthroughPTLI.com where you'll have access to tons of blog posts I've written and free reports I've created just for parents like you. And you can follow us on all social media, Facebook if you type in Breakthrough Intensive Physical Therapy or on Instagram at Breakthrough Intensive PT.